1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yeah, there should
0: be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring, boring,
2: boring. Hey, okay, one
3: thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. you have bro men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts, this is Daniel Bard, it's Steve there's Jared Saltalamacchia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball, baseball, baseball isn't boring.
2: Welcome to baseball isn't boring. Here's your host, Rob. All right, I'm honored every time Dayton Moore comes on. Um, I really appreciate it. I'm always smarter. I'm always uh, I I always have a brighter outlook on the game of baseball, Dayton. Honestly, every time I talk to you, so I appreciate it. Uh, How are you, first of all? Great, Rob. Great.
3: How are you doing, man?
2: I'm great. I'm great. This the the I love spring training. So spring training's around the corner, but. You got to win.
3: You got you. You got to win the championship with your basketball team, no, though. Oh, listen, like like, are,
2: like I told you, no one runs isolations better than me. Just just find. The, <laughs> not, it's weird to talk. It's a lot of things in life aren't that complicated. It's not that complicated. Find the kid who can't guard the kid. Let him go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> and, and and I always say this, Dayton. Every time we talk about giving a tremendous amount of money to one player, um. You got to be careful because you can't run isolations for outfielders. I, I saw that yeah. with Mookie Betts, right? You need nine guys. This isn't. You do, this, yeah. This is not high school basketball, but um, yeah. But I I, I feel really good about obviously talking to, to you. And today's subject is Bobby Wood Jr. And um, I want to. The first thing is sort of a cliche question, but I think pertinent one. Uh, do you remember the first time that you saw him play, or he came on the radio? You remember his name?
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people, you know, had a chance to see him, you know, when he was 13, 14 years old. I first saw him when he was 14. And he was clearly, you know, the best player on the field, the best athlete on the field. And, um, you know, uh, you, you were always drawn to him. And, uh, and, and I think, you know, I've, I've had this conversation with a lot of scouts and college coaches, uh, you know, the last three or four years. And uh, we all say the same things about the type of talent he was, uh, so mature beyond his years, and um, you know he's just always. He, he just knew he was going to turn into a star.
2: So when you're getting closer to that draft, it's an interesting draft when you look back at it. Uh, Rushman goes number one. You guys have Wit number two. Um, it's easy to say now because I think that after number two, there was a drop off. I think the one, one and two were seemingly now no brainers, but that's never how it is. I mean, there's a reason why these guys are drafted in the top 10 and top five. Take me through the perspective of leading into that draft.
3: Well, you know, it, it's funny because come to find out later, there was a lot – there were some teams that didn't have Bobby Wood Jr. in the first round, believe it or not. Wow. And, uh, and it was kind of like the the talk amongst the scouting circuit, you know, with scouts in the field that their front offices just felt that, you know, he was, he was an older senior. He was 19. There was a lot of swing and miss. Um, the data, you know, showed that. And, um, you, know, the, you know, people just, you know, they didn't fit within their model, believe it or not. And it's hard to believe. And But, you know, the truth of the matter is, yeah, that was the talk. Was it going to be Adley Rutschman? Was it going to be Bobby Witt Jr.? And, uh, you know, Lonnie Goldberg, I got to give him a lot of credit because, you know, Lonnie uh, wanted Bobby Witt Jr. two, three years out. And, uh, you know, we didn't we didn't know if we'd have a chance to, to select him, but you know, he always he just felt that he was a, a, you know, once in a generation type talent, you know, somebody that we felt Lonnie felt was going to stay at short. And some teams didn't think he was going to stay at short. You know, he didn't have, you know, the, the easiest of arm action. He kind of laid it back, uh, you know, kind of a little funny. And and, uh, uh, you know, some people questioned his ability to stay at short. You know, and, and Lonnie Goldberg felt convicted from day one that this is a player with really elite tools, uh, a five tool player with the skill to match you know as you know there's a lot of guys with tools that don't have the skill you know his skill was equal certainly to his tools and uh and then makeup to go along with it you mean somebody obviously that that grew up in the game uh we all understand that that's pretty easy to recognize uh history you know pretty much validates you know what his dad did and, and so forth and he was always around the ballpark but Bobby Wood Jr. is is truly unique in the sense that he treats everybody else like they are the first rounder. He treats everybody else like they're the most special player on the team. Truly, he doesn't um, he doesn't love you know the, the the attention as far as you know the accolades. I mean, he's he's not the real comfortable with all the, the spotlight being on him as the star. And he does an amazing job of deflecting that, and and bringing his teammates in and making everybody feel part of the team. And I really commend, you know, what JJ Piccolo has done, and and this offseason, the Royals have done tremendous work uh, in improving that pitching staff. And then uh, obviously signing Bobby Wood Jr. to this extension is amazing uh, for the the community of Kansas City. Uh, everybody's celebrating it, especially at a time you know the Chiefs are. Or in the Super Bowl, and everybody's excited about that. And then to get the news yesterday that Bobby Wood Jr. is going to be here long-term, it's got everybody buzzing. And uh, and I'm happy for the fans of Kansas City. They get a chance to watch this player perform 162, you know, dates a year because he's a special – he's a, he's an amazing talent.
2: I'm going to come back to what you said about some teams didn't have him in the first round, which is incredible. Um, and it's one it, – it's one thing to to say, oh, well, you know, we value him and this is where we see him. But to your point, you have to have conviction. I mean, this is a big pick for the Royals. You have to have conviction. And any doubts when you hear things like that, you probably it's human nature to say, Well, why don't they have him in the first round? What what is what is the thing here? But clearly you guys had conviction that this guy was the guy. I mean, and and it sounds well, like wait, wait. Yeah.
3: Well, Lonnie wanted Bobby Wood Jr. That was, you know, we, if we would have been picking one more in the country, we would have selected Bobby Wood Jr. Mm-hmm. He was number one on our board and we would love Adley Rutch. And of course, Oregon State, you know, would would spend two to three weeks every year in Surprise, Arizona. We got to know those players for a long time. You know, that's where the Royals obviously train, And uh, we had great history with, with Adley and we, we admired him a great deal. But we also had Salvador Perez and, and uh, signed to a long-term contract. And, and uh, but but Lonnie Goldberg clearly had Bobby Wood Jr. as the number one player on the board, and uh, he just loved his the things we talked about. You know the the, the power, the, the speed combination, plus the baseball skill, and 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 somebody that you know Lonnie felt would would be you know a legit three or four hole hitter on a championship caliber team. A lot of people didn't think that because there was some swing and miss. Uh, you know, coming out of high school. And uh, there was some question whether, as I said, that he would stay at short, but Lonnie quickly dismissed it because of his makeup and his, his athleticism and his desire to always get better. And, um, you know, he's, uh, he's a, like I said, he's a special talent, but I got to give Lonnie Goldberg, you know, uh, all the credit and staying convicted in him. And like I said, it was a good three years out Mm, uh, before his, before his draft day.
2: The, um, and then he's committed to Oklahoma. I don't know if that was – if it was just a – that was a foregone – he was going to come out because he was such a high pick. Um, was there – were they trying to leverage that at all or how, how No, was,
3: um, no, we we didn't. I mean, in Bobby Wood Jr., he signed for slot. Yeah. I and mean,
2: there, was, there was never, uh, you know, any –
3: you know, back and forth negotiations, any, you know, anything, it was very transparent, very easy. It's a, it's a tremendous family, as you know, mm-hmm. I mean, they're just, they're wonderful people and, um, baseball people and they, they care about the game. And, and, uh, it's, uh, it's certainly, uh, how a reflection on his parents, um uh, you know, to who, to who junior is.
2: And when you get into now you pick him and the pressure obviously the pressure on everybody, right, Dayton? As the pressure on the kid, the pressure on the people who picked him, the organization. And you don't we don't want to say pressure, but everyone's focus on that player. Um, and then you have the COVID year that sort of throws a a crimp into things in terms of a lot of players development. But he comes back, I believe so 2021, you start him at double A. So this is just a couple of years after he's drafted. Star at double a again when you talk about conviction you say okay you know what we believe we know that that was a weird year but we believe that you're ready for double a in 2021 so looking back at that that was an important year i would imagine because by the next year obviously he takes the ultimate step but what, what do you remember about that
3: well i mean the one thing about junior is as I, as I mentioned before i first saw him when he was 14 and, and honestly his approach to the game has never changed I mean, he, he, he gets on and off the field the same. Uh, his mannerisms are the same. His pregame work is exactly the same. I mean, there's nothing that's changed about his approach to the game of baseball since I've been following him as a, as a player and as a person and as a talent. And uh, But, you know, I think, the truthfully, the, the, uh, the, the off-site um, during COVID um, and what we were able to do, I think, really kind of benefited some players as well and players like him because they did receive more one-on-one attention every day was like Instructional League. And I think it helped polish him uh, in ways that normally maybe you wouldn't have had a chance to do. I mean, that, that extra just one-on-one attention and, and um, you know, J.J. Piccolo and, and Brian Polberg were, were running that offsite. And, um, you know, they made sure that, uh, you know, every I was dotted and every T was crossed. And, and you know, all the individual work was being done and all the simulation games and, uh, you know, all the BPs and, and uh, the live BPs were were to the benefit of everybody. And so I think he really, I think it probably, and you'd have to ask Bobby mm-hmm. about it. But, you know, um, I bet he would reflect, you know, on that time as a, as a positive for him, even though we were going through a really – kind of a strange and odd time and a scary time, you know, in our game and in our country. But, uh, you know, I think he would reflect and say, you know what, it was, it was probably positive for him. That's
2: interesting. You know, it's developed, as you know, I mean, it's everyone's different, right? I mean, some people thrive in that. Other people don't, but obviously you go back, you go the next year, he does pretty well. And then, and then you get to 2022, when you go into that year, if if you look at I, I do the exercise a lot because there's been a lot of high school shorts jobs drafted lately. Okay, what's the timeline? And I look at the Bobby mm-hmm. Witt Jr. timeline, I look at the Corey Seeger timeline, which was a little bit later. A little, you know, I think he came up in August of that sort of same relative year. When you go into two thousand twenty two, do you feel like, okay, we know that he's gonna be ready when the season starts?
3: Yeah, you know, we almost we, we debated whether to put him on the team in twenty twenty one. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, Mike Matheny, um, was, was certainly open to that. Um, you know, I felt at the end of the day, it probably wasn't the right thing to do, um, for, for junior. Uh, although I think if we would have put him on the team, he would have handled his own and he would add ups and downs and struggles, but I think it's better to be a hundred percent sure when you're dealing with the progression of young players to the major leagues and, uh, and transition him at the major league level. Plus we knew Rob that, you know, we, we probably weren't going to be, uh, you know, this team that would win a lot of games in 2021. And, and uh, I felt that it was probably better for junior to, you know, to be in the minor leagues and slow, you know, his progress down. Look, once they're ready, it's hard to hold them back, you know, and it's, uh, you know, and I think that, uh, you know, by him going to double A and experiencing, you know that probably really really helped him, and and uh, but he he expected to be on the team in 2021. Mm. Um, you know he was disappointed when we sent him out, and you know in setting with him in the office in in spring training and having that discussion with him, there was there was frustration, there was hurt, there was disappointment. You know in his face, but there was also a high level of determination. And I mean, the last thing that he said when he left the office is he's going to this is going to motivate him even more. And so he's always had that, you know, that heart to achieve and that heart to win and excel and compete that, that set him apart. And uh, that's why, as I said, he's such a special player. And, and um, I, I can tell you this, I there's not I mean, you, you just love watching him play. I mean, he's he's worth Every every price of admission to to come out and watch him play. It's an it's an exceptional elite talent.
2: And so then he hits majors, and to your point, he hits the ground running. I mean, this is he's 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 gone through. We we've gone through all the things that he's had to go through, which seems like a short time. But you COVID, you know, high draft pick, COVID expectations, then it, uh, the expectations of from himself. And then having to go down and prove himself, and he does that, he hits the major leagues, and he's probably like, okay, let's go. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. there's, no doubt. there's no doubt at that point, right?
3: Well, the three players that, that we had here in Kansas City during my time that, where the, the fans were just such a, you know anticipation and excitement of them breaking into the major leagues was certainly – the first was, was Alex Gordon. You know, he broke in – Opening day, two thousand and seven, a standing ovation. He's going to be the the savior of the franchise. He's the next George Brett, and uh, you know the fans were just so excited for Alex. And Alex went on to have a a great fourteen year career and and uh, playing multiple All Star games, win eight Gold Gloves, and a two time American League champion and a World Champion. And then the next was Eric Posmer. You know when we brought him up mid year, he was hitting I think four forty or with a with a you know an OPS I think it was close to twelve hundred or something like that in AAA and and uh, we brought him up and again a, a standing ovation and, and the fans uh, were just so excited to have him and to celebrate him and then there comes you know Bobby Witt Jr. Um, who you know we got criticized and I got criticized for not having him on the team in twenty twenty one right and and so the anticipation of him you know being here. Uh, and then he had a great opening day, and again he broke into the major leagues with the standing ovation as well. And uh, like like Alex Gordon and Eric Hosmer leading the you know the Royals uh, along with others to a World Championship. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that Bobby Wood Junior. has got the ability and will do that um, as well. I mean, he just uh, he brings that type of excitement and uh, togetherness to a team. And, uh, and then, obviously, he's an elite talent that has the ability to carry a team and help, help you win games in multiple ways. I mean, Bobby Wood Jr. can beat you in multiple ways. He can beat you, obviously, with power, with hits. He can go the other way. He can beat you with the glove. He can beat you on the bases. Um, he does a lot to help a team win baseball games.
2: Now, the, a conversation in a, a topic which I find fascinating, which is extensions.
1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash/recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.
2: Dayton, like I, I'm for, I, I, am anxious to hear your your view of of as you were going through with the Braves or the Royals of how it's changed since then. Because even I think even the last five or so years, I think there's been a shift of the acceptance of younger players, maybe um, to to do extensions. The extensions are getting younger and younger. But you know better than anybody about the dynamics of the challenges of approaching these guys with this, when you do it, how you do it, uh, your history of it, uh, anything you can uh, offer in terms of that insight?
3: Yeah, You know, there was was always, you know, I always looked at the following. Um, One, I would ask myself, will this long-term contract um, rob the incentive of the player? Is it going to hurt their motivation? Is it going to bring on such security that they start pursuing, you know, all kinds of different luxuries that the world has to offer. And we know it's great benefits financially being a professional athlete, especially in the major leagues. Right. And then the second thing you'd ask yourself is, you know, will the player hold up physically over the lifetime of this projected contract? And then thirdly, does it fit financially? And so, I would assume that in Junior's case, that uh, you know uh, the Royals are very comfortable with those following you know three scenarios: Is the player going to perform and and be healthy? Is 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 the money going to rob the player of his incentive? Absolutely not. In Junior's case, like I said, he's played the game the exact same way now that he has since he was a little boy, and uh, you know health nobody can predict, but he's young and and his body's alive and it works great and. There's no reason to fear, you know, to fear the health of the player. And so, but yeah, they're always a little, you know, it's, it's always a little scary, especially in a small market. You know, we, we signed Zach Grinke to a long-term contract. We signed Joaquin Sorry to long contract, long-term contract, Salvador Perez multiple times, Alex Gordon multiple times, um, you know, and so, and others as well. I mean, we never had much success with, you know, some of Scott Boris's clients, but, you know, they went on to do, you know, bigger and, and better things. And we celebrate the fact that they moved on and got great contracts. I mean, that's all part of it. And, and again, we celebrate that. Um, and so, but, uh, you know, we, we always tried to pick our spots and, and sign the right guys uh, to long-term deals that uh, we felt would work.
2: Do you think it's changed? I mean, one of the things that I always mention this, day, and as I remember talking to Mookie Betts. And he he said that the first the the hardest one for him to turn down was the first one because he had never seen that much money right. So, it, t- for me, when I heard that, I said if I was running a team, I would make sure that that was as, as aggressive as I possibly could that first time because once it gets deeper, it gets more challenging. But has that has that changed at all over the years? Yeah, I
3: think there's some truth to that. But you know, the the, the money that that the players are receiving internationally now. You know, and the it's 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 life changing money, uh, the money that we're paying in the first and even the second round now, as makes a huge impact. I mean, in Junior's case, I think we gave him seven and a half million dollars. You know, out of out of high school, and so, um, but it, it's got to work for everybody. And you know, I think it's your obligation as in as, as a as a baseball executive to try to figure out what's in the best interest of the player. And and it's okay to disadvantage yourself uh, as a front office for the good of the player, because sometimes, you know, that helps you in the back end as well. I mean, I did, it helped us with Alex Gordon and Salvador Perez. Uh, You know, when we, when we ripped up Salvador Perez's contract, his long-term contract after his first one, because he was an underpaid employee, he was, he performed well beyond that contract and we ripped it up. And we gave him an extension and we gave him a five million dollar bonus uh, to help, you know, reap some of the, the lost uh, wages, if you will, that uh, that he would have probably earned if he would have went, you know, just year to year. And of course, you can say, well, you know, when the player signs that long term deal, you know, they get some financial security and the club gets cost certainty and all that's true. But in Salvador Perez's case, it was really lopsided. Mm. It became really one sided and, um, and we felt it was the right thing to do as an organization and so but you always want to look out for the best interests of the player because that clubhouse has such an important dynamic and um you you want uh you know the players to to function as one in harmony and unity and you know if they're always trying to up one another and and uh they feel neglected or they feel like that you know they they were taken advantage of it's going to have you know lasting effect in that clubhouse. And and I never wanted a player to look a player in the eye and him look me in the eye and for him to feel like that he wasn't treated right. Mm.
2: I mean, I wish everybody felt that way. That's such a good way to put it. But, hey, listen, Dayton, gradu- I'm, I'm going to say this sincerely. Congratulations on everything you had to do with this day of Bobby Witt getting announced to the contract. Um, and I know that you mentioned some names who – who had a big part of it as well. It's like anything, right? Every, a lot of people, I mean, that's,
3: I I had nothing to do with it. I can tell you had something to do with it. I I had anything to do with it. I just, I'm just, I'm just really happy that that um, you know, for, for junior and his family and the Kansas city Royals. And I I know how hard that JJ Piccolo and Lonnie Goldberg and others worked in the support of ownership to, to get that done. And uh, I am happy that he's with the Royals, I mean, I think it's, I think it's great. And, uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm never going to stop looking at this game from the eyes of my youth and, and for the fan, the baseball fans of Kansas city, uh, to be able to watch him play. I think it's really, really important and, uh, it's good for the game and it's, it's great for Bobby Wood Jr.'s legacy as well.
2: Well, I'm happy that you're going to get another world series ring in a couple months too. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, you, thank you so okay, much. Um, okay,
0: man